kid on The Simpsons who always works at the fast food place. What is that guy's name? I don't remember. I don't know. We, name. we need we need more special sauce. Put that mayonnaise out in the sun. I will put it out to my Simpsons expert. Drop your taco on the fryer, I, I sir. Think I think it's a Ow. like squeaky voice teenager. Ow. Speaking of, here comes the squeaky voice teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to everyone, ah, racers. A show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of a La Champ or Lucky Track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you drifto hella flush, squeaky voice teenagers, are all right? <laughs> as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussions, tips, tricks, as well as news and notes in the world of low-dollar amateur endurance racing. We might do on the spot, hella sweet or butt terror. We're doing on the spot. No, we're doing uh, just a tip this weekend, right? Yeah, You've so we're getting lucky. You've joined us on a lucky week because Chrissy's <laughs> going to give us just a tip later. <laughs> Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm mental. And this is everyone, racers. Thanks for coming back and listening to another Buckeye episode of our podcast, 62. Why, why Buckeye? Because they beat the crap out of Michigan State 62 to 30-something. Or Michigan, I don't know. Get it right. Okay, never mind. I will tell my wife. I just just know we have listeners from Michigan, and I wanted to jab them. Oh, that's nice. Oh, not nice. There are several Penn State fans on this, so this podcast, we're not happy that you gave Ohio State in this stupid No. Michigan. Whatever. Or you gave a shout out because uh, we don't don't do that. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you're not driving, make sure you get your a bingo card. Anybody have a big good bingo card? Is, do we? Everybody have those? Hey, up? Look at this. Look, look at my absolutely. iPads doing right now. Oh, 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 you have the black screen. I have, of death. I have the black screen of death. iPad. I have no yeah. bingo cards or notes. Oh, that's sad. So, right, oh, I'll pull notes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, good. I have no notes. Oh, this is going to start well. Well, Jeff, that's a problem because you read everything. We had it all assigned to you. Uh huh. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited. I have a good card. Oh, All right. So oh, well, let's get started. Whatever's with... next. Somebody call it. Who's? Well, what you working on? What you working on? That's right. I should right. know. How, I how many times have we done thing. this? Right. Uh, 62. Okay. Good. So I, Chris, I'll get, I'll get us started on. then. We Thank finished you. all the major kitchen items for a successful Thanksgiving. The, uh, the oven. <laughs> yeah. The double oven went in Wednesday night and performed flawlessly all weekend. In fact, I would highly recommend a double oven. It's choice i get one if that you can. Is a, a dumb question and i should know this is that an electric or is it a gas it's electric apparently double ovens don't come in oh. yeah there you go apparently <laughs> double ovens don't come in gas residential units only enormous expensive commercial ones i don't know why like your fridge yeah pretty much a fridge is still a home residential unit even though it's enormous really yeah oh, okay i honestly that thing looks like it's a restaurant fridge yeah it, well it's halfway it's like a it, it's like a race car underneath but uh fits in a normal you know the normal body on it. that's kind of what it is uh anyway so we also had a work weekend on the ombre with 3 p.m crew and bill and alan from garage heroes and training we did a fuel cell exhaust downpipe repair aero work and a better battery mount all for a truck we no longer own yeah a- aero work is the most amusing thing on that thing it's it's a pickup truck yeah let, let's get arrow, huh? Yeah. Wait till you see some pictures. It's pretty. Yeah, it, it's actually pretty decent looking. Did we, I, did we get well, I, I would, I would argue that, and this kind of go. We'll talk about this later, but yes, yeah, it's a truck you don't own, but you're invested in it. Oh hell yeah, of course. Sure. We just need them to get through one race on their sure, own. Sure, that was so sad. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm very invested in it. I'm more apologetic for screwing them out of their first race in it. Uh huh. Anyway. They don't seem to be holding a grudge against you, though. No, no, I know. Because it's something that never, ever went wrong in the truck for how many years? And this race, we had a problem. It, it went wrong really early, but we thought we had licked it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well, okay. I, I, I would mention that, that, that Vicky was none too subtle in her. If you'd have just done what I said, which was put a glove over the tank. No, she never said that. Oh, okay, never anyway, that. We're, we're getting oh, too deep into this. Uh-huh. Chris, Chrissy. What, did you work on anything else? No, that's it. No. Uh, I was helping with the work weekend, but it was also uh, Thanksgiving was fantastic. The food was just amazing. Uh, great that we just got the kitchen back together in time. We had uh, our awesome, um, what do you call it, uh, plywood countertops with epoxy. They went over pretty well. 
And yeah, had a lot of a lot of family visiting. Uh, as soon as the family left, then we had the work weekend here, so we had people in and out of the house the whole time. Raked some frozen leaves because they got wet. Then got it got cold. Then it snowed, and then I did not rake the leaves. So now I did that. Put lights up, got tree decorated, cleaned up after everyone left, and my house is spick and span now. We've been doing laundry since. Mm. You probably walked out the so door. Sunday basically. afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And I, and, okay. and I hear I left clothes at the house too. Oh yeah, yeah you did. You they'll obviously be, were going to go back upstairs to get a shower, and you didn't. I did. They're going to be clean and folded when you come over to feed the cat. They were. They were already clean. They were clean. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when you said, "Oh, it's great. I can leave the house dirty because it doesn't matter because you have a janky truck." I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're a part of your thing, so, is it? So what are it you is. not? What are you working on in addition to your janky truck, Jeff? So, so uh, this weekend I also went to the work weekend. Obviously, everyone but those that live in Atlanta made it. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that I did drive the janky truck to and from Reading with only slight problems. Uh, one problem A. Uh, the brakes were so bad in the very first block that <laughs> I actually got out and checked to see if there was any fluid in the master cylinder at all. Uh, but after that, the brakes worked fine and it had fluid. It just, I don't it know. It, it, it woke up grumpy. It, I, I don't since, know. Since you looked at it, it was like, oh, shoot, he cares. I better, I better, I'm just, <laughs> I better I, harden I, up. I wonder why there's not a Jeff tries to kill people with one of his janky cars on our bingo card. I because think between that on and there, Miata, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, to that end, Jeff, and we've talked about this. I'm moving after the first of the year. How would yes. you? How would you like a rust-free suburban? Nah, it's fifteen hundred. Doesn't tow enough. All right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, so I the tow pig, it it doesn't. It only has eleven gallons of gas, as we know, because it's only coming out of one tank. So <laughs> it has decided that it is only going to take fuel at like one ounce a minute. So. It, <laughs> So I was down about six gallons and I knew it wouldn't make it to Reading. So I literally had to sit there and like pump for half an hour to get six or seven gallons into it. So uh, I have decided that uh, once again, I am back on the train of getting rid of the tow pig and finding a new one. But whatever. Uh, I'm not actually get off with... this train. We we had you convinced. We sent you these glorious rust free F250s. I know. But then I went and picked up the CT70 and it worked great. And I decided to keep it. But it doesn't matter. What else am I working on? Turkey frying. I fried the turkey, so I had to do all that like oil in and out. Um, I got under the Mazda 3 to put on the snow tires, and I looked at the exhaust leak, and the exhaust leak was is in like the impossible place and it's right in the middle of totally rusty bolts, so it's totally exhaust okay. project. And right in the middle of rusty bolts starts at the rear bumper and ends at the front bumper. Oh, the the car's not that rusty. But the exhaust y'all, y'all got a weird definition of not that rusty. That's true. But the exhaust system is totally rusty, so damn it, I'm gonna have to figure out what to do. Uh Chris gave me some good advice about maybe sourcing a used exhaust so I can connect. Oh I, I you sh- take that back. That what? was me. You said used exhaust? I Chris feel like Chrissy yeah. almost came through the monster I, you right there. Like she got I'm so mad. Off. What? I don't, I, it was so my idea. So you're okay. So it was Chrissy's wrong. idea. I don't remember. I was a little drunk at the time. I believe. <laughs> I think that was at yeah, lunchtime. Hey, tell me, tell me that jalapeno it was vodka a narrow town. is not. Yeah. Tell me that jalapeno vodka is not awesome. Uh, whatever. It's tequila, uh, but okay. Yeah, I've I've also lost a couple of eBay auctions, thank God, on Russian watches. So that's it. It's the end of my list. Whatever. Tantino is awesome. So I'm living that mad Volvo life, yo. Uh, So right after I got it, as I was leaving North Carolina uh, because of Ohms, I now have this awesome Craigslist app that'll search anywhere in the U.S. what you want on Craigslist. So I had it going for Volvo wheels, and there was a set in Greenville, South Carolina, that I found during one of my many refueling stops for the RV. And so I texted the guy, and I bought a set of Volvo S40 wheels. What I didn't know is that in order to get front-wheel drive Volvo wheels on a real drive Volvo, you have to have 25-millimeter spacers. Yeah, it was a shaky dog. It's a shaky dog. Dang it. And I don't have it this week. I don't either. Mm. I do. Keep going. Sorry. All right. So so I bought them on the way, but they needed new tires. So Saturday morning, I went and found like the local uh, uh, Hispanic used tire dealer. 
had them mount those on there and then found out they won't, they won't clear my car. So then I had to order the spacers Volvo life. There is all kinds of weird electrical stuff going on with that car. So I could get the interior lights, like the dash lights and the taillights to work. But as soon as I turned the switch to the headlights, everything from the A pillar back turned off. Bad ground nice. somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Groundish. That's always a ground. And something, basically, like you said, Jeff, and we know this, something got up there in eight because they had to redo some of the wiring. So I'm trying to figure all this out. Well, I start with the switch because I figured that's a central location. And uh, I got some junkyard switches and it did the same thing with every one of them. So what I really did is just jump the switch. So I've got a wire jammed into the switch that when I turn it onto the headlights, it sends power to the rear tail lights and my interior lights work. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a Jeff kind of fix to a friend. I was say, watch for smoke. <laughs> That's always the next thing that happens. Yeah. This morning I'm driving it, and for reasons I'm still not entirely certain, the temperature spiked right to the edge of overheating and then sat there and hovered. So right before I finished this podcast, it got a new thermostat, and I fell victim to a little bit of while I was in there. So I got new radiator hoses and a, uh, a flush and fill. So wow, that's actually a lot of real car maintenance for you. Wow, <laughs> wow. Well, he, he's trying to avoid the the rough consequences of overheating for too long. That, which, which include what yes. other things might happen. Yeah, it, well, and, and honestly, I mean, grand totals eighty bucks and an hour worth of labor. So you know, even if I'm completely wrong and it does the exact same thing tomorrow, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, got a marksmanship scrimmage tomorrow. Got a drill meet on Saturday. I am emptying my garage. We will talk about that later. It is a freeing and wonderful thing. I threw away all of my expired helmets, uh, and I am mm. selling and donating everything. People on Craigslist and Facebook are freaks. And then there's mm-hmm. the, just the additional woes of trying you to pack stop everything posting up. in those channels. You know what I mean? Like where, where else can I like sell stuff? Anything that starts with M W M men seeking, just don't post. In <laughs> You'll meet less freaks. That like trying, you know, that's a very effective actually. Craigslist took all this stuff out. That's true. Don't ask me how I know. And then there's just the woes of trying to prepare to move literally across the entire country. Where are you moving that's, to? Las Vegas. Shut up. You're just trying to get a square. What are you going to do when you get there? Shut up. (laughs) Come on. Well, bright lights in. Don't listen to that man. Uh, I'll go with the first story. Do it. Are you ready? You have notes now. Okay, great. I do. My notes came up. (laughs) Super. Uh, Thanks for showing up today. Every single news outlet in the real world is talking about it, even those that know nothing about cars. General Motors announced on Monday that it is planning to idle five factories in North America and cut roughly 14,000 jobs. Uh, Mary Barra GM basically are blaming this on people not buying cars because gas is too cheap, so they're all buying SUVs. And they're saying GM doesn't sell as many SUVs as cars, so it's closing all the car factories. The tariffs have caught cost GM big money because of steel and all those other prices going up. Even American steel is going up. So according to the New York Times article, uh, Mary Barris said that no single factor had prompted GM's cutbacks and they portrayed them mostly as prudent trimming of sales. That's their words. Mm. Quote, we are taking these actions now while the company and the economy are strong to stay in front of the fast-changing market. Anyway, the plants include three car factories, Lordstown, Ohio, which makes the Chevy Cruze, Detroit Hamatrack, I have no idea how to pronounce that, where they make the Volt, the Buick LaCrosse, and the CT6, the Oshawa, which is somewhere in Canuckville, which makes the Impala and a couple of transmission plants in Baltimore and Warren, Michigan. Mental, you got something on this? And that Oshkawa shutdown is in direct violation of their contract. They signed a GM signed a contract so they'd keep that open until September of uh, 2020. Uh, who's that contract with? Is that the UAW. General Motors? Union? General Motors. No, yeah, no, UAW. GM signed it with the UAW. Yeah, the yeah. UAW is awful hot and plans on blocking some of this because they say they have contracts and things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have to go to this extent. They could have just follow the advice of a higher level government official and just 
build cars people like is the actual quote. Did you hear his quote? It was so <laughs> yeah. good. I, I, and I, I do remember uh, literally every automotive journalist in the history of everywhere saying, hey, GM, you're spending all this money building trucks and people aren't going to want trucks forever. It's true. Oh, well. I, I have to say that the uh, the Chevy Volt, I must call it the Bolt, the Chevy Volt is probably just as like, cool. This is cool, yes. Volt would be cooler, actually. The Volt, Volt is, is cool. probably like, I don't want to say the greatest car, the most important car produced in America that no one buys because it is the best slash only slash, you know, except for Tesla, there is no other car company making a fully electric that is functional. Well, that's the, oh, well, the, the, the Bolt, Bolt. The B O L T is the electric oh, the Bolt. one. The, uh, the Bolt is the, is the hybrid, the Prius. That's true. Okay, so they're still making the Bolt. The B O L T, they're still making. Okay, thank you. And, and then and I it's was an amazing. It's an amazing car. But they also yeah. make that one on the Chevy Cruze place, so that Lordstown, Ohio. The Volt, V O L T, because it's very similar. The B O L T is is different. No, no, it's I'm a, saying, but they make that in the same place where yes. they make the Cruze. So okay, let's know. move on. Fine. I'm tired okay. of this. Thank you. GM bullshit. Hey. Stop it. <laughs> Chrissy interrupts because everybody else is boring. Yes. Nope. So, classic <laughs> Motorsports just released an article that I was interested in today. Tech tips for your MGA. And Ooh. I looked at it and said, oh, well, that makes good sense. I wish I'd known that about Maybe 20 years ago. That. that would have been good. You want to tell us some? Like um, there's a, a, a little pin in the hood latch that has to be there to keep the hood from going down too far and being impossible to open. Guess who's found that out the hard way and who now <laughs> keeps a bent coat hanger in the trunk of the car at all times and has learned the trick for how to pop the latch out if it goes down too far. Oh, yep. okay. Would that be you? Good times. Okay, what else did you learn? <laughs> so, uh, that's, well, that's a good start. We can keep going on from there. Uh, other crappy car news, Renault-Nissan Carlos Ghosn has a lawyer who used to prosecute people like him, and he's also been held in solitary for the duration of his arrest, probably a little less nice than wherever he lived before. And, Don't if cheat you're on taxes, a, kids. If you're like a doughy, middle-aged <laughs> auto executive, would you rather be in solitary or in general population? Well, this, like, is, this is Japan solitary. jail, though. This isn't he, he. He. They didn't pick him up, and you know he isn't over in. Uh, uh, Long been Park. in a Turkish prison? general pop. Yeah, you know. But, uh, pound you in the. Never mind. That's yeah, but this is this is yeah. Japanese jail. They might be slightly rude. True. True. Anyway, speaking of slightly rude, Tesla CEO Elon Musk said his electrical car company came, quote, within single digit weeks of death this year as it struggled to meet production targets for its Model 3 sedan. We've been talking about the production problems for the Model 3 for a while. The company was facing a one point billion dollar debt obligation without much revenue to help pay it down. Musk said the production issues left Tesla bleeding money like crazy, his quote. Duh. And he yeah, exactly. He added that the luxury electric car market might have collapsed had a few issues not resolved quickly. At the time, Tesla denied that it was in financial trouble and promised that it would be profitable by the end of the year. The CEO, uh, that's Musk, event essentially moved into Tesla's Fremont, California plant to smooth over production while the company struggled to meet its orders. Again, we've told you, don't build a car at the Numi plant even if you are Tesla. Uh, <laughs> according to Musk, he did it just because if he didn't do it, then there was a good chance Tesla would have died. This is all from a CNN article that we will link in the show notes, along with some of the other articles that we just mentioned. Yep. Now, folks, moving on to stuff you might be interested in. As always, we thank our guest number one, Eric Rude, because he dropped us the entry list for the folks that are heading out to Samoma for the Arse Frieza Palooza. 152 cars. That's a 40- lot of cars, Dan. It is a lot of cars. 24 of those are BMWs. Boring. Nine Miatas, 17 Hondas. And in that list of Hondas, there I included a Sterling. Hell yeah. An NV600 and an AN600. As well as there are 10 P cars and one Trans Am Hearse conversion. Because why not? Uh, what's <laughs> that's going to be a bitchin' funeral right there. <laughs> 
I, I know what an NV600 is. What is an AN600? A, a, a slightly rounder version of a 600cc Honda microcar from the 70s and 60s. 70s. Got and, it. And, and I'd like to point out that right now, Justin Howe is yelling at the radio in his truck because I know the difference between... Yes, and he's like one of three people in the United States that does. Fabulous. Congratulations, Fabulous. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good cars here, like normal for California. The Sterling is not among them, although I wish it were because that's so fantastic. Uh, we're a little uh, jealous. Yeah, I am. Uh, an eight two seven SLI would be sweet in a five speed. Anyway, uh, Cervezas got their five series. They're always a, a, a winner. Jeep Stang, if they can get this their their CJ five in air quotes together, that you know, and hold it together, that's great. Uh, Anton's Volvo is retardedly fast and then it breaks so you know good for him and it's great drivers and they are also running under the slash tetanus so they're getting tetanus stealing more points yeah that they don't deserve <laughs> well why 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 don't they deserve them yeah what, why I, don't I, they deserve them what what what, what are you talking about what uh because they're just trying to win possibly... the national effing champions yes! check it off the list <laughs> yeah yeah. Anyway, Bavarian Ranchero is always good. Petty Cash is is always a contender. Vertigo has you know did really well at other races this, this season so far. Uh, Crap Can Mixtape Dating Club Corrado. I think don't. There's no chance that wins two in a row because one was um, unheard of, let alone two for a Corrado. The, but it uh, did finish that Lucky Dog race. The Black Iron Racing guys and their their E36 Obego. <laughs> I think it looks amazing. Right. You can't ever count out Isor, man. I think they've they've patched some turbo things together lately. So that I'm sure even though no one else can make it work, they can. So because Isor. So okay, good for all those folks. Awesome. Uh there's a lot of bad, but they're bad for different reasons. So Fiero Libre presents Fortnite in their eighty seven <laughs> Fiero. I uh, mental put this on here because he loves Fieros and he's still bitter about Why? losing class B. But I put it here because I just want to mention that my son, who is 10, can do all of the Fortnite dances and force us all to wear Fortnite costumes. So I'm glad <laughs> somebody is doing a Fortnite. Because uh, if not, if they didn't, it was going to be us. Oh, we're, we're doing I'm it anyway. still bitter that that Fiero didn't blow. And it was a completely different Fiero, but yeah. We Screw lost to the worst Fiero. The Fat and the Furious in their 1990 Geo Metro. This is the Metronome, uh, which is around the short-lived X-Class. But according to the records, this car has not finished a race since the Fat and the Furious bought it off, off of whoever built it originally. Black Iron. It was uh, the Black Iron guys. Was it Black Iron? Yeah. Didn't didn't Dan uh, and that whole crew. I thought Pagel had something to do with that, too. Probably. I don't know. Anyway... They haven't finished a single race since they got it, so good for them. Good luck. Uh, Thunder Chicken Extra Crispy Racing uh, in a 1992 Ford Thunderbird Super Coupe. Yeah, big car, forced induction. You do the math. Um, <laughs> plus, did, did you change the leaders? <laughs> like yeah. right now. <laughs> right. You need to read that because it's, it's, it's legit. It's, it's now correct. <laughs> oh, it's a 3.8? Yeah. I thought it was a 2.3. The, no, no, no. The, That's the Turbo Coupe. The earlier, oh, this is earlier the super turbo coupe is a two point three. Uh, the super coupe is a supercharged three point eight. So uh, yeah, that, that's supercharged three point eight. Good job. Sorry, I almost said things to anger Matt Farinchak because I wanted to like bag on two point three liter turbos. <laughs> Just yep. go pet your dogs, Matt. Don't worry oh. about us. <laughs> These dogs are cute. Uh, rattlesnake. No, they're not. Sport. They're horribly ugly, but that's the point. They're awesomely cute. <laughs> they're big saliva machines. Uh, Rattlesnake Electric Sport has a 2007 Toyota Prius, and I just, hey, I'm glad somebody else is doing that. And Pit Crew Revenge will be there in the Daewoo Laganza. Good luck, people. Hey, woo! Okay, mm-hmm. I got the funny list. Uh, while we're disappointed that there's no Carlos Ghosn themes, this it's maybe it's too soon. Uh, West Coasters are always awesome at bringing the funny. Uh, and one of these is probably going to be the IOE. So I realized in this list, uh, whoever gave me this list, thank you, I have no cars. So I don't know what kind of cars they are. I only have car name or I only have team names. So there, There's uh, one that has a car for a reason. Yep. Okay, the rest fine. of them I took it off. Okay, fine. Safety third is the Kim John Elantra. They're awesome. Uh, Mutter Fokker Motorsports. <laughs> 
M U T T E R F O K K. There's going to be a lot of very good uh-huh. enunciation in this list. <laughs> All right. So there is the Chartini Racing. It is pretty funny. Martini Racing and a poop joke, which everybody's laughing about. Big test icicles. <laughs> Three different cat, ne- cat ne- named themes. I can has race car question mark. Awesome. Hello. Titty racing. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody's had these before. And cat turd racing. I think they've been around. Um, this is one all one word. You mad bro? Question mark. All one word. Racing. Four idiots. Uh, cow fart racing. Noble gases racing in their what? Their dodge neon. And chemistry joke. That's kind of funny. And then the measurably <laughs> mediocre motorsports. They're the funny ones. If I if one of them win, we'll tell you what the car was when we tell you when they win. I, I feel like like when they entered their like racer names, like the driver names, like Mike Roch is like <laughs> listed as a driver. Just in time. Just in time. You know, like Al, like Mike Alcoholic. Hunt. Alcoholic. Exactly. IP freely. <laughs> that's a one that's a new one. Amanda hug right. and kiss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, now when Eric sent us this list, he mentioned there is an Opal wagon, and that Opal wagon got bent at built at the Sacramento Auto Show. Yep. Uh, there's Watch a rookie that on team. Facebook. Yeah, it was awesome. There's a rookie team with a Subaru Loyal and a Corvair Monza with a mid-engine small block Chevy swap. How you doing, Angry P? Uh, we know you don't listen, but we don't care anyway. So good luck to all those guys. But don't forget, Lucky Dog Racing has their 2019 schedule online. Their races do fill up quickly. So go check it out at racelucky.com. And thank you, Kathy, for having an awesome series. Yep. And if other ways to get onto a track with an awesome car, Extreme Experience puts you in the driver's seat of some of the world's best supercars at over 20 racetracks in North America with no speed sim limits, no shifting restrictions, and no governors. Head to xxspeed.com to choose your supercar, find a track, and start making a story of your own with seven models of exotic cars to choose from, 20 tracks, including a year-round location in Nolan's, a pro instructor like Mental Jeff or me in the car with you, helping you explore the car's limits and learn how to drive the racing line if you want to. So save 25% when you use the code EveryoneRacers, all one word, at xxspeed.com to book today. Extreme experience, it's your turn. It'll come up later, but just because we've got a pattern set up. Hey, uh, Chrissy, how's your mom? Would you tell her I said hi? Tell her I said hi. She will say hi when you say hi to her when she's listening to the podcast. Excellent. Great. Does she say hi back? That would be silly. I don't know. Usually. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I could could totally picture that, like her just actually talking to us like we're in the car. That just makes sense to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listener feedback. Gosh, wow. what? <laughs> All right, so we had some mad race car work going on this weekend, installing fuel cell, fixing exhaust leak, all that good stuff. Um, and I posted up on our Facebook page and said, what you working on? So we've got a whole bunch of people working on their stuff, which was awesome. Some pictures in there, too. So Cameron L. was trying to figure out how, why their BMW gave up at MSR Houston. Hopefully you figured it out. And our good friend Carl was deep into a bathroom remodel, said, cue the Sanford and Son music. And yeah, that, 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 that truck, da, 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 that truck da, da, looked da, da, like da, da. it was the, all the trucks I see whenever I have to take stuff to the dump. Yeah, it was full of all kinds of stuff. Oh, we cued the music. Great. Thanks. Da, 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 all right. So uh, Gregory Safarian also, uh, he's mentioned before that he keeps rolling this rock up the hill, and he posted a comic of a guy pushing a rock, and he had an Alfa Romeo logo on the rock, and he said, I'm thinking about just breaking the rock up into little pieces, then I could throw them up the hill. So that was pretty good. And he was going over his uh, spare transaxle. John Heflin was checking the shaft play on his turbo, and he posted a video of that. And I don't, I'm not the sharpest mechanic of the four of us, but that turbo – it was rattling a little, lot. A little, little excessive. That so. shaft was in multiple pieces. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Tamul Hazen Revizi, I'm sure I just butchered that, and I am so sorry. But he has got to pull the engine on his Miata, and he's got to unbolt that PPF to get started. Yes. She has an impact gun. It's four bolts. Zip it I, off. I could John. not get the impact gun, uh, the PPF, off of my the rear differential of my Miata, no matter how much impact I used. I'm not it's surprised. Covered in rust. Yeah. Your Miata is a little crusty. Rust. 
was rusty. Uh, uh-huh. Sasha has uh, has checked in, and he said he's here kicking himself, knowing what a fool I was for not getting a lift earlier. And he showed a picture of him exhaust uh, welding an exhaust pipe for his Alabama project, which I have no idea what kind of car it was. But, but it was good oh, to have a conversation with Sasha. That only brilliant things can come from Sasha now having a lift. <laughs> you, you know, yes. Really? Uh, it, it, really you know, He'll Sasha... cut stuff off the bottom of the car instead of the top of the car. Maybe that's <laughs> now, I'm now worried, once the car's... 20% less floor. <laughs> once the car's in the air, I'm worried he's never going to be able to get it back down because of the stuff that's going to accumulate underneath <laughs> it. But... <laughs> oh, he'll just lower it right on that. Eric Kritzler, teammate, said, good luck, guys. Glad to see it getting done right. And he says he remembers the two races where we had to walk on the ombre filler to make sure that it, we could get fuel in it and avoid leaks and things. So just in time for him never to race it again, he wishes, LOL. Hey, call up the uh, Garage Heroes. They probably got room. I sell you a seat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dinesh Ramasar, I hope I said that right, rebuilt a new brake caliper for the protege and prepping it for the last autocross of the year. And I immediately messaged him. Was that a Protégé 5? No. Protégé 5. He said, no, they're all sedans. I would give my left blah, blah, blah for a Protégé 5. He, and, he, left, he would give his left thing that you were probably touching when you were asking, is it a Protégé 5? So we nerded out on Protégés for a little bit on uh, online together. So and, Talking about how they rust. Imagine that. <laughs> they do that well. Uh, Dave Carpenter here. was working on his rear brakes in his luxurious Japanese vehicle. Nice Cressida for a lovely day for outdoor work on Sunday. It was quite nice in the Northeast. <laughs> and young Chris Egan moved the parts car saw into the workshop to strip it down to dispose of the shell. He's got to pull the drivetrain, all the computers, and various bottle panels, etc. Use all the parts of the Buffalo there, Chris. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, main topic time! We are just cruising through this show. It's like... We know what we're doing. <laughs> well, that's all. Start where, us up. Yeah, here's where it starts to drag out. All right, oh. stay with me, people. So this you is have that like button ex- for mental tells a story goes nowhere. Just just hit yes. it now. It's fine. Check my bingo card. <laughs> right. I have that. <laughs> and this started out as an extensive, grammatically inaccurate uh, voice talk to text that I threw at all these guys. <laughs> that's awesome. So stay. All right. This is going to get a bit ethereal and there is no mental talks about his philosophy degree box on your bingo card. <laughs> and if you hate my voice too bad, because this is a mental centric episode. Now, I've... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've written about this. Uh, and, but this is the thing. And we've talked about it here. Racing has opened doors for me, both personally and professionally. And I'm always grateful for that. And, Related to that, if we've talked about, we are all kind of big podcast nerds, not in the sense that we make a podcast, we all listen to them and we love NPR. So to fulfill that full stereotype and to accentuate my new two month old glasses, I've been rolling around in my Volvo wagon, listening to NPR this week and a theme of all of the NPR shows. (laughs) I know. Where's the tweed jacket? Where's the tweed jacket? (laughs) (laughs) That's not hipster. Hipster's not tweed, man. It's plain. All right. It could be. No, no, but uh, it could be. Yeah. If I'm wearing it ironically. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Only if you dance with like that Wait, every time you stop say Stop interrupting him. He has like four more paragraphs to go. Sorry. It's just too good, though. <laughs> yeah. If I'm setting him up, knock him out of the park. All right. So the theme of a lot of shows this week on NPR was thankfulness. And there was really a good one from the Greater Good Science Center titled The Science of Gratitude. For the extra nerdy, those links are actually in the show notes. But what they figured out is that expressing gratitude, it's more than just being pleasant. There is a multitude of actual scientific studies that link gratitude to improvements in our physical and our mental health. This is a real thing. Bust out. What's the tube of mockery there for? I I see it. (laughs) I'm grateful for the tube of mockery. (laughs) So as he mocks me, I'm going to start this right now. Like look at all of you guys directly in my camera. And I want to thank all three of you guys. We do this goofy little lark every week and it has made my life better. I, I am enriched by being friends with you guys and I'm happier for knowing you and it, it brings me joy and not just you three, but the folks that are listening as well. We're never going to be that 
the This American Life 10,000 listener podcast, but there's a lot of cool people that enjoy this and they share that with us. And it, it's, it's made me happier to know that in a small part, we're bringing a little bit of joy to a lot of folks. So thank you all so much for interacting with us. We, we never really started this for any other gain, I guess, than to keep in touch because I don't live up there and I don't get to see you guys enough. But I, I feel like I know I have, and I feel like you guys have gotten a lot more from it. And, and you know, just playing with stuff. Chris is asleep. Chrissy's checking her email. Yeah. So I just have a fun comment. Would you, <laughs> after this, I love you, man. Speech. Uh, <laughs> are you drunk? I have to ask. Just, just nope. checking. Just Dude. ignore him. Damn it! No still, button. <laughs> still on the first one. All right, so, did yeah, you get to the I, question yet? No. I did not. <laughs> I did All, right. Not. All right. So, question number one: What is your favorite experience or what are you most thankful for in relation to or because of this podcast okay before we Chris. get to the first question i'd like to mention that i'm grateful that mental is done talking oh just warm it up uh-huh. go chris uh, <laughs> well i'm grateful for getting forced to spend some time with some of my favorite people every week and seeing that a handful of people actually get some enjoyment out of our incoherent ramblings um, and even fewer might get some benefit from it, which surprises me to no end, really. <laughs> something to do on a Wednesday. Eh. It's Tuesday, but that's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for being forced to learn more. Uh, sometimes we go searching for information on a certain topic, and I just need to broaden my horizons. So it's been making me learn more, and I have to look them up and learn about it so I can talk about it, make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm grateful that we are helping people. Uh, the number one thing when we talked about doing this podcast is we talked about making it instructional. And I guess, you know, we've in the help category. There's been a few rookie teams who have grabbed us at a race and said, we're here because of you. Uh, and this isn't because I want the credit for helping them, but because I think we're able to share our experiences and help others. And that makes me feel good. Mostly it's a lot of don't be like us kids and do these things that <laughs> I mean, we did wrong. Yes. Learn yes. from our mistakes. But that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. I learned it from watching you, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> Someday we'll do uh, Towing Stories Part 2. Oh, uh, there's like Towing Stories uh, Part 12. Then we yeah, can hear the story it, of Mental dragging a 633 CSI home behind a utility tra- in a utility trailer behind his wife's Hyundai Santa Fe. That went really well. Single action, absolutely, yes. And then fixing it with an S10 tire with a 12. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so... Yeah. Now, for me, if you guys go to the Facebook page, we've we've got that that picture, and we did stage that picture, and I actually kind of wanted to stage that. No, I know. Did we? But the it doesn't photo look at all. It doesn't look staged at all. Yes, uh, and it's not the photo itself, but that was this year's season opener, Barber, and there was that Super Bowl weekend, and we we did the whole episode on it. And what was great is we were racing with different teams and, and even while we were doing it, we were sharing knowledge and interaction and we're waving at each other on the track. We all came together and it was even because we weren't having to fix our own broken stuff. We got to spend a lot of time wandering through the paddock and how much time did Chrissy, did we spend down there with the uh, Duff beer guys drinking like all their leftover stuff from the last six races? No. <laughs> and we were i even drank that beer it must have been good beer yeah we were connecting with old buddies and then there was the guy that recognized your voice at the driver's meeting yes. wait a minute yes. i know that voice you're jeff but we were so we were making these new friends hashtag and we, gonna talk about that later yeah we we made all those new friends and then that the episode we recorded in the rv was hilarious when hobson didn't realize we were actually recording and he just starts cussing <laughs> And, and if you can't tell, I'm laughing and I'm smiling even as I talk. I was smiling when I typed all that up, and it was just, it was just awesome. And it, it's experiences that define, from my perspective, my look back, and, and not all the crap that I've collected along the way. So when they were on that gratitude podcast, they were talking about the value of experiences versus thing. And, and my friend Jack once told me, and I just this stuck with me, is that things are meant to be used. And the folks that they were interviewed on that podcast were talking about giving the gift of experiences for the holidays rather than stuff. There was a, a, a pair of parents that gave their little girl a whale watching trip for Christmas. And so now they get to talk about it. I think they even made like a visa commercial about it, you know, 
And and they they took that with their young daughter, and she gets to carry those memories with her the rest of her life. But if they had given her something, eventually that thing would wear out. And I forget this constantly, and I get settled into a place, and I start collecting, and I start attempting to preserve things, and I end up finding myself unhappy. And and this is really, really true with me right now on two fronts because I'm I'm shedding all of this crap that I've collected because when we moved here, this was going to be our house, and uh, there it's it's things are a poor substitute for living. So I'm purging these collected things. I'm feeling lighter, and I'm happier, and I feel like I'm more in touch with what matters. So taking that to an experience concept what experience this past year related to racing because we've got non-racing stuff coming up do you treasure the most or are you most grateful for and and i want to start with christy so we get kind of a round robin thing going on so i'm going to go with the most i guess most great i'm i don't treasure most whatever i uh no new jersey this year was a bad race for me uh i realized i need to step up my game figure out how to be faster and i just needed the practice and i needed to actually set goals so i did that and i'm a better driver for it so this uh next week i might be a little bit rusty because i've been out of a car for since the summer but i have an idea on how to be faster and a better driver and i think you kind of need to hit a low point and then step up your game to get the get better i'm so down I don't with remember that you having a bad race in new jersey good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jeff uh, so I'm going to talk about the Barber race, which Mentzel already mentioned. Uh, it was sort of like a, a solo project after having gold records with your buddies. It was a time for me to like strike out and help a different team and help them stay on track. And that is a great analogy. I love that. They, they invited me because of who I was and that like felt good to, you know, like get picked for the softball team. Cause that sure as hell never happened when I was in school and it was my first arrive and drive experience. And, um, then the Eagles won the Super Bowl, so <laughs> awesome it was great all around. <laughs> Not that I got to see it, but you know, we saw half of it. That second half, all the good the, part. We survived that bar. It was awesome. <laughs> well, and finding <laughs> that place was a great. That was such a great adventure. <laughs> it was a great adventure. I exactly. felt it was great by the time we got to Apple Schmapplebee's. I think <laughs> we were over it by then. Thank goodness they won. Go ahead. Mental. That was it. Uh, well, and, and before we get to that, because we did post this up on Facebook, and Scott McMichael posted up that he's thankful to his father, his brother, his nephew, and they were able to make it out to a race to see him in a Saturday night race. And he even posted up a picture of his, uh, I believe it's a modified, uh, even though yeah. I promptly tagged the wall after my first lap of qualifying. And so it, it kind of goes into this this sort of thing. And Dave and we'll talk about this in a minute, but Dave said, I am thankful I have the bestest teammates in 3 p.m. and went on to the bestest wedding ever. Bestest. Hell yeah. It was, which is nice, is is Dave kind of came to us through a friend and then he's brought his whole family. Yeah. And I love what they've done with that Cressida. That is just, that is an embodiment of a team effort. Now, my my racing experience this year was the my race at NCM at AER. Uh, NCM is kind of a spiritual place. We've talked about it before because that's where – yes, Jeff? Do you get to answer like four things for each one of these? Yes. Yeah. On to the next question. Oh, it is? No, it's okay. not. Sorry. No, no, it's no. not. No, no, it's not yet. He's like – he did one not, answer and they did another answer. No, I, 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 I do the lead-in. Oh, okay. This isn't a lead-in. This is an answer. Remember, this, this is, is a my... mental-centric episode. That's okay. Uh, we have Jeff-centric right. ones and Chris-centric <laughs> ones, and someday we'll have a Chrissy-centric one. Jeff is getting jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, do you need more attention? Do you want a belly rub? <laughs> I, I give you a dog. <laughs> I'll be quiet now. Go ahead. <laughs> just play with a bouncy ball because no one's talking to him. A bouncy ball. <laughs> So racing at the National Corvette Museum this summer, and it is a bit of a spiritual place for me because that's where I like I, I broke this dark cloud that I'd been living under, and you guys were there to see me do that. I was just it was just so painful. I'm like ah, and then finally had a beer and got back into it, and it refocused on why I did this, and I, that's why one of the reasons I bought the Boxster, and even though the Boxster blew up, I had a great time with it. It was so incredibly hot and i didn't bring my cool shirt because i wasn't supposed to be racing and end up in that epic battle with adam diamond who's a a great friend i got to see him this past weekend and granted it was epic only to us but we were battling it out and after that stint and and 
Chrissy, Chris, I know you work out. Jeff, I know that you know there's such a thing as a gym. But Chrissy, I think really, <laughs> you, brother. Are, you and I are the only ones that like really go hard. I just got that, Jeff. That was good. And <laughs> but you know that I kind still of get it. Kind of a he thing said, you know, there's such a thing as a gym. As a gym. I said, oh, oh, my brother. brother. <laughs> but that Sorry. that just you get like a really hard workout and you're just exhausted. But your mind is clear. And I had that kind of clarity after that exhaustion. And it just I'm kind of standing there with this big, stupid grin on my face. And I was hearing that talking head song of, you know, how did I get here? This is not my beautiful wife. And honestly, if I like look back on it now, I still don't know how I ended up in that place with those people and that amazing experience. But I'm really, really glad I got there. So that was my racing thing that sticks with me this year was NCM. Do I get Cole? to go now? Yes. I get to. Okay. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed seeing some of our team really improve as drivers this year because of how they did it. They did it based on changes in mindset, working toward goals and trying new things. And the change that happened is as multiple people when doing this is evident. And I think it's great. That's it. I mean, that's I felt it. like there's a lot to expound on in that one. No, no, that's great. Yeah. I think that that's it's simple enough. If you set your mind to something, you work toward it by actually doing things differently to try to do it, as opposed to just I'm going to keep doing this thing and I might get better. No, it's doing it a certain way, doing something differently about how you do it, taking a different mindset toward doing it, and it works. And I think everyone's happy with the results. All right. I want to give you like a high five right now because that segues into to the point behind question three. So in our professional existence, we've got these metrics and these standards and these measurements that we have to live up to. And a measure performance, like it's like a gauge in a race car. But also like the gauge in a race car, if you focus too much on the metric, on what you're on, on the actual measurement rather than what it was intended to measure, you lose focus on the entire thing. We focus too hard on making a corner and we, we stop paying attention to the rest of the race or we miss the next one. So the mantra of every driving instructor in the history of driving instructors has always been eyes up, eyes up, you look up. And the idea, the metric, the idea behind that, the gauge is to keep you on target. It should never become the goal. So we don't drive the car to keep the temperatures below a certain point. We use the temperature gauge to see how well we're driving the car or see if something is worse. So have any of you guys been able to use this podcast or your racing or, or your, your, your non, it is non work related stuff to benefit your professional life. Like, uh, Chrissy, I, you know, I know you do like all the parks and rec stuff, just anything that you're bringing from your outside activities into your world. Jeff, what do you got on this one? So uh, not really much to improve my work life because I, I do a lot of this anyway, but I think this is giving me a, the creative outlet, outlet that I don't get as often in my work life anymore. Uh, as I move up the ranks in the college world, I end up managing like staff and my team more than I interact with the students and create programs. So this has really been beneficial on my, my, my human life having an outlet for being creative and writing and things because I, I just don't get to do that anymore at work. That's a great so, one. And somebody just got a text message. Yeah. Back at uh, your mental. Yeah. So <clears throat> also coming from the Facebook, <clears throat> of course we got Jason H telling us that uh, his once a week sucks a little less for this podcast. And thank you for that. But Chris Egan had a great one and he said, no particular moment specifically, just a general appreciation that racing has brought him closer to family and given us something to rally around and how much I've been able to learn thanks to this hobby, both fabrication related and driving related. And he's never been bored. And there's always something more to get better at, which tags into what you were talking about, Chris. And that that's really great. I would say particularly this year, it's really gotten into my decision making because last year I was all about chasing just, I got to get in the car. I've got to get to this race. I've got to do this. And I had to pull back and get back to what am I trying to get out of this? And I'm, I'm undergoing yet another change in careers because of the decision skills I've honed with you guys and in racing to general. And in just like when you're on a track and Chris is going to hound me in for this one in his reply, you have to decide where you want to be, but not just where you want to be, why you want to be there. 
Why do I want to be at this point of the track? Am I looking forward? Am I setting myself up? And that's where I am now. I'm starting to understand why I want to be in certain places because I'm thinking about what happens after that. Does, what does metal want to do when he grows up? Which is never, doesn't know. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> None of us do. I, I just uh, want to grow yeah. up into mental's hair. I don't know. Oh, perfect. There good, go. good luck. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think, you, I think it's friend. too late to change yeah. that one. Probably. Oh, oh did you have that meant you had your own Jeff's bald on your, your card, didn't you? Your Simpson head is looking more and more like Homer instead of Thanks. race. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so work-wise Matt Mitchell's in the other room he's still laughing here. Uh-huh. Yep. so I think racing My- gave me a significant experience in real world, world leadership before I was formerly in a leadership role at work it really gave me a nice base to start with about keeping people together, focusing on bigger goals keeping people organized um, dividing and conquering in tasks it, it all things I still do to this day, both at races and at work, and sometimes at a race, I said, God, I feel like I'm at work. So, um, <laughs> Which we, and we've discussed this at length, obviously, uh-huh. because we have spent a lot of time together. Um, and you've always said it's it's a little more difficult with the team because they don't they don't work for you. Uh, don't for listen. Yeah. You don't listen, right? They're, they're not, they no, no not going to not get paid because they don't listen to what I say. <laughs> they're, not, they're not like right. they get fired because they don't do what exactly. they're supposed to do. I can't, I you, can't can't work, the, you can't work on the car. Go start drinking. So Chris, I, can't put I, them on a, a, I can't put them on a performance plan. Performance. I'll, I'll have to bring in my uh, hour-long PowerPoint on the difference between management and leadership. Oh, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> Excellent. Good. I've only taken several classes on that thing. I think you were teaching a class on that, aren't you? I did once, yeah. Uh, so also if we're going to play, you know, the, the metaf- firing a shared vision and then you move on. Never mind. Uh-huh. Model the way. Model the uh, way. Yep. Keep going. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's also, um, gives me, gave me lessons to draw from when I actually got to work. And if we're going to play the metaphor game, like mental likes to play, it, it's really, think about it. It's a long race, run the best race you can Ooh. see how it works out. There you go. <sighs> Don't actually do this, but go ahead, disconnect your microphone and drop it. Right. And how am I supposed to file of that? Because you're awesome. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. So I said uh, I don't talk my podcast with uh, with my coworkers, so they don't know about this. But anyway, uh, indirectly, <laughs> I think uh, that I learned more about podcasts. Uh, I learned how to make good ones. I record and all of the stuff with recording equipment and uh, critiquing my own speaking voice. All of those things are things that I have learned. So maybe not exactly professionally, but um, at least personally. Cool. Metal. Yeah. Awesome. What's Back our lead in for the next one? So another friend of mine, uh, Matt, was talking about specifically social media, and somebody was fussing at him about something on social media, and he said, look, if it doesn't make me happy or make me money, I don't need it. And I'm still terrible about losing sight of why we do this show, and sometimes I'll get all wound up the day after we record. I'm like, oh, crap, i got to do all the promotion, and i got to get another twit, Twistagram of Snap-A-Face, and I forget why we're doing this, which is us having I fun. that off my list here. And we yeah, enjoy I don't have it. that. <laughs> well, and also because Chrissy didn't say anything after I, I mentioned, you know, Instagram. Insta what? There we go. Boom. And and I and I'll forget we 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 do this for connections. We do this for these people at the race. Going, oh man, that trailer episode you guys talked about that totally happened to me. Or yeah, you, you were mentioning earlier, Jeff, about you know we we're here because of you. And it, it is it's about the connection. So that leads us into question number four. All right. What is your best non-racing experience that you had this year because of racing or because of this show? And, well, it's my question, so I set myself up to success. And I'm going to answer first. Now, back in September, there was this minor social event over at Cape Cod. And before I get deep into this rabbit hole, I understand that the event was literally about you two. It was about Chris and Chrissy. But because of you two, my wife and I got to experience Cape Cod for the first time. We, we walked barefoot on the sand just before sunset, and we watched a great friend perform an amazing ceremony in this moment that was so absolutely perfect that it should be the ending of a romantic comedy. Uh, 
And that includes that little girl who on some basic level, I swear was just drawn to this fairy tale nature of the entire thing. So as the sun set and everything is getting in fairy tale nature on my bingo card. Wait, that's never been. (laughs) You wrote that in crayon. That doesn't count. So as the sun set and everything starts getting into the full swing, there's this great photo of Chris and Chrissy sitting on the roof of the NSX. We even briefly had that up as it, on our Facebook thing. It, the, the picture was that you were guys were posing for the real wedding photographer. And we all got this shot in the back and I'm, I'm not going to contradict my statement about things versus experience. But at that moment you're representing what this whole experience was for me. Now the car is a car granted it's a cool car, but it's a thing. But you featuring it as kind of a mascot of the wedding wrapped the whole event up. So later that night, we're dining on lobster with Momento. Yes, Chris. We were we were using the car. It's a thing. But we drove our exotic car 400 miles up. We drove around and ran errands in it, drove down a muddy dirt road. We just did stuff with it. And we use it, and that's why it was enjoyable. It's not enjoyable it's right now sitting in the garage where I have to walk by it and worry about not scratching it. <laughs> it's enjoyable in those nice days with the top off when you're having a great time. So that's back to your old thing of use the thing. Have the experience. Yes. And if the thing facilitates your experience and makes you happy, well, then there you go. Yes. So later that night, we're dining on lobster with our best friends as the sun is setting behind us and is pirouetting on the water. And we danced to these terrible songs and we sang like teenagers at prom. And we just had this great time. And with the exception of my wife who was there sharing that with me, none of these amazing people would be in my life. If I didn't know the three of you guys and just not to mention just that, that whole soul enriching experience of that whole weekend was just amazing. Now there's this terrible song country pop country song called it started with a beer. And the subtext of the song is that one innocuous moment when something huge in your life happens and you don't recognize it at that time. You never see it when it happens, but you can always go back to that in impact that it has. And Eric Bana years ago set out to make a documentary about his return to the Target Tasmania and his Ford Falcon, and he ended up wrecking the whole car and instead it became a documentary, but it has this core group of friends that all from childhood love your beast and it all centers around his car and he calls the car the campfire that they gather around the nsx is not a campfire but your enthusiasm for this sport has been a rallying point and what started as a goof with this east german disaster and, and even earlier for you guys with the whole babe thing check that off it's on mine uh the babe rally it is it all blossomed into this incredible perfect evening so there i was in this the same thing like the ncm event and i kept having to remind myself this is my beautiful wife this is my beautiful life these are my beautiful friends <laughs> you had the car there not because it was cool or, or deliberately or subconsciously or, or even i don't know happily by accident but it brought it all into focus and i was there because i've been drawn to this hobby and to this experience and i have met and found other people like your friend paul and 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 all these other great people and dave and the whole family and bruce and greg and all those guys and darren and steve the dishwashing fairy and it's this shared insanity that has brought all of these great people into my life so that's that's mine cool can i do something real quick you can uh, unplug your headphones so that your computer speakers work. <laughs> no, no, do it. All right, you're do it. Vicky, Mental needs a hug. Come give him one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can plug your headphones back in now. She's, she's, she. I don't know if you heard that, but she was rolling her eyes. Or a, a shaky dog is okay. <laughs> shaky, shaky dog. Did you guys hear her? No. Uh, yeah, I hear. Her. <laughs> he's well taken care of believe me. all right all, all right, right. Yeah. i'm just saying so, sorry Aww. i got i loaded that one. Oh, yes you did all right who's next uh, i'll go i mean i'm not gonna tell you a, a heartfelt sob story here sorry just the general thing of in between racing and the show i've met so many new people we never would have met without any of this in the first place like really most of the people in my life in general at this point are people I have met through these ridiculous hobbies, including three y'all and everything that goes with that. So, yeah, it's worked out pretty well. Chrissy? 
Yeah, I feel like my answer is like not really good right now, but um but I think these are listeners of the show. I really enjoyed the time when the guys from the FMC racing with the very sad VW Fox came over and brought us amazing food and they said, "Thank you. We're here because of the show. You guys are awesome." And any other of our other listeners that feel like they show up because they might have gotten something or if they didn't get anything from us and they still think we're funny or something that's awesome so i feel like we yeah. failed those guys if they start showing up with a fox it was okay I, like we clearly <laughs> well maybe that's the what they had well, well let's tell make it clear don't buy a fox hear that or a dot pretty sure they or, probably yeah. know that now okay. got it okay. uh those guys did learn though on their second race they decided not to bring their car they just cooked for everybody oh, that's right and then yeah. we, we all we all got tacos they had yeah, a great I wish I attitude been there yeah that's yeah. hella dope great group of people so uh, I'm going to go back to Barbara for mine. Yeah, when this rando guy showed up and he were just talking in the in the what the tower there and he says, uh, "Hey, I recognize your voice. You're on that E1R podcast, aren't you? Are you Chris Jeff or Mental?" <laughs> <laughs> now, in in real life, no one would ever mistake me for Chris <laughs> or Mental. Like no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> like. I mean, said in the nicest way possible. Yes, but, I'm, um, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine not being the person that is Chris Armental, but just for that one moment, and I'm, I'm eighty percent certain it was Carl Applegate. By the way, no, no, it wasn't no, Carl. no, it was not. No, who was it then? No, Carl know. came into our RV and brought us cheese its He knows who oh, we that's are. Right. Yeah. Right. It's no, not it wasn't Carl. Carl. No. Now Carl's gonna be mad. He's gonna be like, really? Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Carl. It wasn't you. I can't remember who the random guy was at Barber. But anyway. Well, hey, random guy. Reach bad. out to Jeff. Yeah, reach out to us. There you go. Yeah. Get us on. He was the very place. first person I gave a sticker to. Mm-hmm. And then, That's no. awesome. Now, that I mean, is actually pretty cool. In, in real actuality, we all said the same thing. It's the easy button. It's the people. It's not the cars. It's not the racing. It's not the success on the track. It's the friends you make along the way. Which goes back to mental thing it's the experiences all these silly ridiculous cars are just just a campfire it's just a way to facilitate having experiences and doing all these stupid things and wasting all this money everyone needs to have some way to waste time and money with their friends this is just how we do it absolutely yeah there it is now is there anything else for the good of the order before we move on to our favorite part of the episode, the part we've all been waiting for, the <gasps> actual meaning of life. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Safety tip. Before I start the safety tip, I want to know, listeners, does this intro bother you? <laughs> Please let me, know, let me know if you're bothered by our intros. Uh, I don't know that it'll stop, oh. but I would like to know if it bothers you. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if anyone in this other podcast, in this podcast, I'm looking at all three of you. What other podcast? I'm sorry. That if anyone in this podcast has listened to our sister, daughter, son podcast, the Everyone Racers podcast, but they actually this paid... This is the like, Everyone for, Racers podcast, by the I way. mean, um, um, Garage, Heroes, Garage Heroes podcast. Heroes. Sorry, okay. Garage Heroes podcast. They actually paid, like, a professional company to do, like, bumpers for between their segments. Of course they did. Bill decided that's a better way to do things, so therefore he did it. <laughs> and I listened to him, like, how are they more professional than us? It's annoying. Because, because Bill is like that. He's I'm going to do this right. He's going to overdo it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he still bought the ombre. <sighs> Chrissy. Okay. Yes. Now we're doing. Tip. Okay, great. So we're going to talk driving in the rain in freezing temperatures. Uh, rain snow. Freezing today here. Uh, yes. And it wasn't wet. But uh, so basically it's super cold around here. And a few weeks ago we had a snowstorm. So it's not, it's, I'm sorry, it's cold in our world. Not necessarily mentals, but some of this may be helpful. Actually, it's it's 31 degrees today. So yeah. uh, okay, Whoa. great. So you should listen up too. So uh, a few weeks ago, we had a snowstorm. It came became worse uh, more than it was planned. It was like a January storm, 
in November. It snowed most of the day, then tapered to rain, uh, but it was held. The temperatures were held at like basically 30. So I had to leave at rush hour and watch the temperature gauge the whole ride home. Watched it like dipping around 32 degrees, and and the whole ride home took me two hours. So it was just terrible. But the one thing during this drive that I kept thinking of is a trick that Chris taught me a while ago. We did talk about this early in an earlier show, but I felt like since I was really reliving reliving it, I wanted to bring it back up again. But to if you're driving and it's cold and it's wet out, so there's the roads are wet, even if they have salt or brine or anything that they all have on there. Watch the car in front of you to ensure that the spray from the back tires is actually throwing water. So if it's not leaving tracks, the water is not like throwing back and sprinkling on the road when the wheels are going over it. It could be black ice and it's not just wet. So um, also one of those things that Chris said to do is listen while you're driving. If it's quiet, then it might be ice. So I tried to do this also while I was driving. It's still loud, probably because it's my car. No sound ending. Loud. loud <laughs> I was like, it is not quiet around here. But, you know, that's what he said to listen to. So um, definitely watch that uh, road and the water spray. I found that really helpful. Those are actually really good. Not that the just the tips aren't always good tips, but those are two really quality ones. Yes. And uh, because I was doing it, I insisted on rerunning this one. So a few quick more reminders. Uh, It sucks to get stranded. So do any necessary maintenance on your daily. Just if you're putting it off, just get it done. Sucks to be stuck on the side of the road. Uh, Refill your windshield, washer, fluid, especially if you don't have a light. I know we talked about it, but it still bothers me, so I'm just reminding you again. Add those emergency supplies back into your trunk. Make sure your car has a brush, Chris. Make sure your car has a brush (laughs) and other stuff to clean off the car so you don't have to use your hand. And don't be dumb. Stay off the road if they tell you to stay home. Uh, Get home safe. Mike dropped. Dun, dun, dun. Anyone have anything else before I hit the music and do the next show promo? No. Good. Love Excellent. Thanks, thanks for indulging me on this one. This has been a good episode. I'm kind of excited by it and excited by the things that were said on it. Whoa, hey, music too loud. So next week, the Road Atlanta Scrodium 500 preview show. We will talk about WRL Circuit of the Americas, Champ Car at VIR, and the results from the Lemons Asprey's Palooza at Sonoma. Chris and Chrissy will be just returning from their, I don't know, vacation that you take after your wedding. I don't know what you want to call that. But That's just what it is. Vacation exactly. after your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that honeymoon thing is. It's not really. Anyway, the Whirlwind North American Tour, they'll be joining us from their Mercedes en route to the Atlanta Motors, uh, excuse me, Road Atlanta, where we will have added extra color commentary, a very special guest. We will have not only Johan Samada, but we will also have the GD Yoban. Yeah! He'll be joining us. I, I don't know if he's going to. I just feel like, is he going to bring any information or is he just going to be like himself? Yes. He, he could go Who either knows? way here. Either yes. way, it is going to be hilarious. So do not miss the GDO man and Chris and Chrissy in transit. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's not nearly as funny as next week's edition. <laughs> no. But way more thoughtful edition of Everyone Racers. We hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and philosophizing. Because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe or go to YouTube. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Even if you hate us, give us five stars and tell us why. If you have any questions or want to give us some show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or by email at everyone.racers at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere else at Everyone Racers. I've been talking so much, my music has run out. There we go. Thanks again, and until next week. We didn't week, pay for a long outro, sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up. Unless there is no shiny side, then just keep the wheels down. <laughs>